It is Tuesday, the 21st of April 2020, and this is episode 373 of Digital Outbox. Really, it's like humph humph day of the humph de humph It's basically three weeks, four weeks into lockdown, three weeks to go. I think that I, I, days are moulding into one. Uh, I, Ian, is that like, is it for you? Um, no, actually, I'm, I'm actually out in my It feels like a Friday to me in my head already. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Come on, where's the weekend? No, I, um, I, I, feel, I feel quite routined. I've got into... Uh, got into what i'm doing um i actually feel quite productive working from home i I know you work from home for like your whole career so it's like wake up you know welcome to my world yeah loads Um, going on but i um it's uh yeah it's definitely impacting things and and i've noticed some tension this week so Mm. i've noticed a couple of colleagues getting really like well things can be frustrating because you can't express like you would in a a face-to-face meeting and you lose all that stuff so if you're not used to that it can get frustrating because you just can't get your point across or whatever and 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 that's and everybody has been you know everybody was the first couple of weeks being very respectful around and you know what it's like with calls don't talk over each other and stuff that's gone. It's gone. Uh, isn't it funny how you have, there's a, you know there's a certain type of way people do talk on calls and it is very different from being in this you know in person. In, everyone talks in a very different way and it's uh, it's got a different cadence and a different volume and all sorts. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I agree. I totally agree, and it's a really valid uh, can, can point that you're making. Can you, can you hear me? What? Can, oh, my cap. Uh, 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 I have also grown tired of telling people, see if you're not speaking, mute. Yes. I don't yes, want to hear your keyboard. Yeah. I don't want to hear you blowing your nose. Yeah. I don't want to hear you breathe. Get back in the bath! Caleb! So it was that? Yeah, and it's and it's all that. It's quite, it's, it's quite, it is quite funny because every so often you're like, oh no, my kids are here. Yeah. And it's like, and then, and dogs. <laughs> dogs. You know, there's a dog called Max, really doesn't like my accent. <laughs> <laughs> all righty what's been happening in the news then well we've all been in lockdown uh well whatsapp is doing its bit to just to make it harder to to spread uh misinformation or just information in general on a kind of widely shareable basis so they've decided that any um any content which has moved five five points from its point of origin so it's gone through five sort of forward sessions well, actually, you can only forward that now one uh, to one person at a time. So you can still forward it on to as many people as you can, but you've got to spend the effort forwarding it on. So you can't just forward to all your contacts. So effectively, they are stopping viral, uh, you know, shares. I mean, it'll still get out to a certain degree because obviously five points of freedom is still a, a heck of a lot of people that it can reach. It just can't continue in in that kind of thing. So it's it's just a way of making sure you do want to share the bits that you know you are sharing and not just blindly forwarding it on um an interesting angle i don't think i've heard another company use this just yet i think whatsapp did something similar i think about a year ago 18 months ago they made it just slightly more restrictive around sharing hmm. and it had a it had a positive impact so i think this this to me does make sense and 
I'm surprised maybe that others aren't doing the same because it's... Well, now it's, it's just... in the sphere of, like, you know, well, what is possible. I guess people will think about it a bit more. It's, say, it's it's a way of limiting the spread. I guess it does stop the spread of something maybe you do. You do want to be um, spread wide a bit. Um, I guess that's the the pluses and minuses. Uh, yeah, but it's... Um... I think we're seeing a lot of tech companies realising that they have a responsibility. I mean, we had, we had a, a big debate last year, especially around politics, around yeah. it's not a responsibility, you know, but it's like there's a realisation, actually, we can't wait, we need to do things. It's not necessarily whether it is our responsibility, but now we know no. these things are true, how can we, with good conscience, continue to do it? And even Facebook, as we come on to now, is they, they realise they're part of this. So Facebook were very staunch. Uh, supporters of the fact that this was nothing to do with them. They had a platform and it was up to people how they used it. But they are now, um, they're, they're doing, we've heard in the last couple of podcasts, we talked about different stuff that they're doing. And now they are going to tell people, they're going to flag up to people who have interacted with a Facebook story or an article where they've liked or shared or whatever, uh, which has been provably false information or misinformation in it. Uh, so that people can be made aware that they've they've liked or followed or shared something which is provably inaccurate, and I think that's that's an you know it's still not saying I'm going to stop those stories, but it is going to tell you that that you have you know where you've where you've been involved in them, it'll tell you. Uh, definitely a good move because I have been surprised at the sensible people that I know that are sharing yeah. just just misinformation, and I think. It's it's easy for you know scammers and you know people like that. Not whether it's willful or not, because it is all new for everybody. There's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, but you know the the kind of five G mobile networks and the amount of people that are spreading the there is something and it's like there's not. It's just you know, it's just madness how these go, things go do to the sun and you'll stop it. You know, you know if you can hold your breath for ten seconds, you're fine. And you're like. None of this is true. You know, I mean, there we live with old wives' tales, as we'd say, for a whole, you know, and we do, it's kind of how humans work in a way. Um, but they are more serious when, you know, there's there's lives at risk rather than, you know, not really lives at risk. You, you know. yeah, exactly. So, so it's like flat earthers, you know, I think they're idiots, you know, but, but are they really causing that much harm apart from they look a bit foolish? Mm. You know, probably not. But but the five G mobile networks and people actually damaging infrastructure that is then taking down cell you know cell coverage for people is an issue. Yeah, um, as people, as I said, it's not just the inconvenience of having to replace the tower. It is it is a support emergency if you cannot get a phone signal. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think a, a good move. Yeah, and it doesn't help with people like Eamon Holmes coming out on TV on Good Morning and and actually slightly being misquoted the first thing most people heard about it was he was supporting the the uh the 5g conspiracy but actually he was just what he was actually saying he did it in a very clumsy and well, just stupid way he was saying shouldn't just slap down any comments that come out just because you don't agree with them but it's just not the right forum and he didn't do it in the right way but never and it didn't help basically no, it didn't help. It was Eamon Holmes, so he's a bit, he's a bit of a fool. But the um, he's, and he, and he, they've been judged ambiguous and ill-judged by Ofcom since yeah, that, so they haven't actually um, fined or anything or, or penalised. No, so, so there was another presenter, Alice Beer, who had been saying it was all ridiculous and clearly stupid. Blah blah blah. Everybody's nodding away, and then he came out with, "I totally agree with everything you're saying, but yes, what yeah. I don't accept is mainstream media." Immediately slapped him down that down, 
is not true when they don't know it's not true. Mm-hmm. So it just puts that almost like a idea with you, however. And in other contexts, I can see what he's saying, as in you shouldn't, you know, things shouldn't be disregarded. But if, if someone who, you know, if a scientist is telling you these things and if it's led by science, then, you know, it's it's hard. It needs to be science to to, to miss, you know, to, to disregard it rather than a presenter of Good Morning. Yeah, and even the context of, you know, what we're seeing right now, which is, you know, every, every day a massive state broadcast taking place, mm. stating here's what's happening. You know, so PPE to me is a great example of if we'd listen, if we just listen to, you know, the half four briefings and we're doing everything we can and PPE is not an issue, we'd be ignoring the journalists, the doctors and everybody else mm. saying, well, actually there is an issue. Yes. You know, so so I, I get it in that context, yeah, yeah. but in this one, it was really... Yeah, just Ill, like really I say, ill-advised. Yeah, really, yeah. very clumsy uh, and inadvised, and I think he's been chastised for it. Um, but it's <laughs> Quibby. I don't think I'd ever heard of Quibby before, but apparently it's going to be a new thing. It's going to be it a, is new... a new thing. Oh, there you go. It's already a new thing, and it's it's a well-funded new thing as well. So I've just got rid of Sky. Literally, uh, I'm Skyless. Uh, so I obviously I am. Uh, future looking i have left the past behind and i'm going for the future but it seems like i can't keep up because i haven't got quibi quibi is um so it's it's got two billion worth of funding and it's all about short form content and and i don't just mean like youtube and you know um you know tiktok it's 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 like tv content which is all like episodic five minute type things so more Um, like you might get a youtube influencer who sends out five ten minutes videos every single week kind of thing like that but they've got lots of lots of funding and lots of content from providers including the bbc's on there with news and stuff like that um but they've also got you know got some big actors and actresses doing this small episodic content and it's it's usp unique selling point is you're watching a mobile mm. and if you're watching it vertically you can turn it horizontally and the video will adapt and okay. show you some more content which feels a bit of a one-trick pony gimmick because there's some people are saying see if you turn it now it'll show you a little bit of what's happening you not not behind the scenes but there's another bit that you're going to miss and it's like really am i going to do I have to watch it in both formats to, to then get the whole picture? But again, it's, only... it's a bit like 3D. If you went to see a 3D film when it first came out, it was deliberately like an explosion would mm. throw the car your way. Yes. And and it's like, look, it's 3D. And it's like, that's not adding So, I think more the point, though, is this 10-minute sort of attention span framework. Now, obviously, as long I, you know, I don't... I think it's hard to pander to shortened attention spans. I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But equally as long as there's still homes for the long form and you know things then which i can't see going away then i i don't see a problem um, no and it got off to me considering we're in we're in lockdown and also we've got people like you who are now skyless you're a pioneer um it didn't get off to the greatest of starts you know so it got a little bit of traction but it's it's you know it's not like disney plus traction no. So Disney Plus have got, is it 50 million subscribers? But already? they went on TV and heavily sort of publicised them. They've got, you know, for, for a lot of parents, a very compelling back back catalogue. Um, yeah. Whereas another, Quibi, they haven't done any TV adverts that I know no, of. No. And another, another bizarre thing, you can't screenshot the content because they're worried about people stealing it. So right. nobody's talking about it. There's no buzz. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just I, I don't know. So you can get a free ninety day trial. So hopefully, I obviously what they're wanting to do is 
download it, install it. But even that's free today, it didn't get off to the best of starts. So what's the ongoing price then for this kind of... Um, it is, I mean, it's $5 with ads and $8 without. So it's, so it's so it's asking for a fair chunk of cash. Can... You know, it's Disney Disney Plus territory and Netflix yeah. territory. And it's just, I don't think the content's there for that kind of price. Well, it's hard to, you know, content is, again, it's one of those things where you, they might have the best content, but if it hasn't beat, got the buzz, you just don't know about it. You know, I guess though for Netflix, it just took one, you know, massive hit to get everyone in the UK on board. You know, Breaking Bad was the reason that people went to Netflix uh, and they managed to get the right content on in time to sort of keep and sustain that, you know, body of people. Breaking, Breaking Bad and House of Cards. Yeah, I think, no, t- to be honest, just... I think, yeah, I think it was, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I, they they got it right. They timed it right and they had enough background. I think, in fact, some of the Netflix offerings was almost better because there were more shows and stuff that have since been removed because of licensing sort of either or things moving around. So in it gets harder to become the star in this world now where everyone's yeah. holding on to their own content. Well, I think as others like HBO is just like doing their HBO Max and, you know, as as everybody starts to, you know, Disney spawned their own, so they're grabbing all their content yeah, back, just, it, it just becomes... It becomes more, more diluted, more spread out. Yeah. yeah. And we're back in... It's a bit, it reminds me of the, um, you know, you play for Premiership football. Oh, I can't have a monopoly, split it. And it just means that the person at home pays more. Yeah. It's, it they say it's, it's for competition, but actually, it, it's it's not good for the end user until that's true competition. Yeah. No, so if you've wanted to watch everything right now, you're paying for Sky and Netflix and yeah. Amazon and Apple and Disney and. Yeah, true competition only happens when all those things are available everywhere, and that's not going to happen for years again now. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just wish YouTube would free because it keeps on popping up all the time. Premium trial, stop it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how many times you dismiss that bad boy. Oh. Uh, we've had something of a battle of the apps this and well battle of the technologies this week around coronavirus and the uh and how do you have an app that tracks and manages that process of tracking whether you've come into contact with someone else they everyone can see that it's a good idea that phones and that it's a, an enabling idea that phones could do this tracking so google and apple are working together to add apis into their uh, platform so at the platform level that will allow phones to note down and keep track of phones, other phones that they've got in in near co- contact with. Um, and the idea being then that, yes, they can use that, or phones could reach out and identify with other... Sorry, you can flag your phone as I've got the symptoms of coronavirus. And then other phones can say, well, I've got that in my list of phones that I've been near, and therefore you can have a warning message. So, that, so Google and uh, Apple are moving together on this, so working in partnership to get this system sort of in place. Now, other people like the NHS and other countries have similar sort of ideas would like to do um, tracking whereby it stores that data in the center, uh, so a central database, which is allows not only the notification that um, phones have come into contact with each other, but it also allows, uh, say, the NHS or either government to see tracking sort of data and, and then therefore they can model and map people's movements a bit better to sort of identify this information going forward. However, Apple and Google have said no, because that also enables you to do uh, monitoring and surveillance, which is not the intended purposes. Now, obviously, the government will be saying that, but we're only keeping this for this one particular purpose and we do this. But nevertheless, they think it's a bad 
you know it's, it's, it sets a bad precedent uh, and they don't want to offer that level of um, API access so they are going to make the API access for uh, if they'd like to do it in that particular way only when the app is uh, is in focus effectively so it will not do background um, checks so no one's going to do that because they can't have the app running it's going to drain their battery and it's got to be constantly open and not you know that the phone can't shut itself down so that is the situation we're in I am interested to know what your feelings are on that situation about you know the phone companies stipulating the methods by which we can do this tracking I, I don't think you I just think it's unavoidable that they're going to dictate this. The worry, the, so it's a bit like Apple and the whole FBI thing. Um, the worry isn't about the, the, the clear and present need now, it's how it'll get abused and what will happen next. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's difficult because it's, you know, the impact of coronavirus is so big and huge. Um, and, it, and just to me, it was pretty groundbreaking to even get Apple and Google you know, publicly coming out and saying, we're going to do this. Yep. And we're going to give an API. And we're going to bake it into our operating system. It's that. Yep. And so. it'll be out by mid-May, you know, so a really quick turnaround, you know, so considering how long these things usually take to, you know, bake in yep. at an operating system level, the amount of things you would need to test against and all that kind of stuff. But I... Uh, I, I just it's it's a real difficult one rounds. are the benefits of centralized storage of that data great enough in this instance to warrant that being allowed because i guess it's these particular apps that are just asking for special permission to do it and google and apple have just denied them that permission um they could it was probably within their rights to allow them that permission for their particular app um and it's a real kind of standoff because it will render the nhs app useless and pointless well, the, the NHS have said it doesn't render it pointless. It helps their app. So they have not been as pokey as France have been today. Um, so, so up until now, you're right, Apple and Google are both saying the same thing. If we, if you follow our way, it allows you know me and you to get notifications, but it doesn't allow you to hold data, to model, to track, to do other things. No, the only way you can have that is if you were able to download the data that's on the actual phone, because it's the phone that's tracking its connections. It's not storing that connection back and, in and, the center. And, and what they're doing is a whole lot of you know unique keys and randomizing it and all that good stuff to so it, it, you can't you know you can't I can't tell it. that that's your phone. I just it's just one of the phones that's in my list. Yeah. So so it kind of bubbled up last week after all the positivity that NHS was in a standoff with Apple and Google. Mm. Um, you know so so. You know, Apple and Google are saying, you know, do it privately. Um, but it means you don't get that centralized database of contacts. So if NHS original plan was 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 you know followed through, it wouldn't work in that sense. But NHS are still saying that um it would complement what they're wanting to do rather than stop them. Whereas France today have been a bit more pokey in saying they have called publicly. So again, it was NHS rather than the, you know, rather than the government. But France are coming out and saying um, that they are looking for Apple and Google to to open this up. And we're asking Apple to lift the technical hurdle to allow us to develop a sovereign European health solution that will be tied to our health system. Mm. It's not even just France. So France are coming out on behalf of Europe and saying this is a whole continent that needs this. Um, 
and and it's not stopping people from doing it, but it faced stricter limitations, particularly on Apple phones. They don't work when background is as you said. Um, and there's other there's other challenges around this. What happens if I falsely put in that I've got you know symptoms? Yes. And yeah, other yeah. false positives and Bluetooth's got a range of issues where. You know, I could be sitting in the next house to somebody. Yeah, and it, and, and, and it, and it, it gives you say, proximity. Yeah, yeah, you've been near him, and he's he's got it. So you are now having. To say and because it's not telling you who that person is, it's not as accurate. Yeah. Therefore, it's 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 got a ping, but it doesn't necessarily understand the context of that. Whereas if there's wider sort of general tracking, then it can tell. Hey, this is because he's a next door neighbour. You know, but, but that that's that's the great thing about this detailed tracking and it's also illustrates the bad side isn't it it's like absolutely and, and where my head's poison is is back to the the, the world's never faced this i know I've, I've, no. you get all the people going it's just a flu and it's just a cold and it's not no um, the world's not faced well this, it has it? faced this it just hasn't faced it in the modern no, but age so, so our our generation with the i guess the capabilities we've got at hand and yeah. there's no doubt that if applied as the UK and French and probably most of Europe and the world are looking to do, it would allow them to do so much more. But it's but, it's the all these things. It comes down to that same thing: Are you willing to give away freedoms to have the benefits, and do you trust that those benefits, the freedoms, aren't going to be abused? And I guess that's where the trust breaks down a little bit because of it, past past performance. <laughs> It does, and and that's and that's where I still have a difficulty around the whole. I get why it's really important, but I feel I the mean, tech companies are th- on our side at the moment. Feel about the honeypot of data that's sat. Absolutely. Can you imagine what the security service would love that honeypot data, and for good reason again to do their job. It would make that extremely easy, or much easier. Yet that's not the reason the data is being collected for. But I can't see that if there is a data pot there, that they won't have a meeting that says, "Yeah, it's absolutely useful. Let's go grab it." It did make me wonder with it, you know, so we are in unprecedented times, you know, the economic impact we're seeing is huge. It did make me wonder if one country, you know, was like in America or somebody, you know, would actually say, actually, we're going to enshrine this in law that you have to do it. We're going to force you. Companies. And see what effect that has, yeah. Because it feels like they're, they're demanding it and it's like you could go further and it's whether they want to go further and actually say, right. To be operating in our, this, yep. yeah. You want to sell and operate in our countries. You have to do this, and I'm, I think people will want to do that. But that's that's what China does. That's what Korea I, I does. That's you know. That's you know. Again, just step another step forward, isn't it? When things we see as shady and dark technology, actually, they do bring benefits, and they are there for a reason. Sometimes they do, and and I just don't trust that they can you know collect it centrally and, and keep it away from other people because no. it's been proven time and time again that that information bleeds. For the same, same, same as China and Korea, you know, the same thing. The the benefits that they're drawing from it, they're also the the, the downsides. Of, you know, yeah. we've, we've covered it before around things like you know police, you know police phone taps and wiretaps, and all of a sudden you're seeing that you know teachers and NHS people could could see that information. You're like, well, how 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 is that? Yeah, so all that, that and the internet collection, and then there was it went around. It was only going to be used for one use, and then I think a state agents or something a random like that could also see the same data. It's like okay, it's a little bit wider than we were expecting. So, so I feel yeah. I feel the tech companies are probably treading an incredibly fine line between protecting privacy, which I think I think most technologists will probably welcome, but the vast majority of people are looking at uh, how can we. You know, most effectively come out a lockdown, yeah. 
Um, yeah, and and it would help speed that up. Have have social distancing still in place and use technology to help with things like transport and travel and work in an office for a stopgap until we've got a you know, till we got I, a vaccine. Could I go and work in my office if there was a if there was an app every day saying he's fine? Yeah, and then I turn up one day and I'm walking through and it goes actually he's been in contact with three people and you, you really should be self isolating right now mm. before yeah. you spread it amongst a hundred people or I jump in a bus and spread it amongst you know forty people or whatever. So I get why it's important. I just think, I, I, I agree with the tech company stance more than the government's right now. Education is obviously having to go through massive changes now as well. So they're coming, it's taken a while to sort of work out that they have been, obviously kids are doing homeschooling and there's schools are offering sort of those kind of sessions. Um and laptops now are being offered centrally by the government to people who can't effectively afford them themselves or a disadvantaged people who don't have access to one at home because it's going to become important that kids' education gets back on track and how do they do that most efficiently where it's got to be online and digitally and, and that's going to involve a laptop. So they have started to sort of roll out the plan of how do we get laptops to people so every people can get back to school. And the scale of this is huge. I mean, there was one trust... Uh, one academy trust has bought 9,000 laptops and devices to give a computer to all its pupils eligible for free school meals. Yep. And I think it comes back to, um, and also, I mean, there's a bit in there about, you know, the folk that don't have um, broadband or, you know, smartphone at home, um, 4G routers will be made available so you get free internet access. And, and I know, again, extraordinary times, but it shows you when the need What is possible. Spare, the magic money tree and all that good stuff. I mean, I walked, I walked around Glasgow City Centre the weekend on my walk. Well, not wasn't wasn't out gallivanting for like six hours or anything <laughs> like that. I was amazed. It's the safest place to be because there's nobody else there, mm. and there was no homelessness. So we've, yeah. we've, we've taken people off the streets, and I'm sure there was some place. It wasn't like I skirt every corner, but all the usual haunts and all the usual things that you see gone. Mm. And and it's like, if there's one thing out the back of this, you know, don't let that happen again. Don't let our society, you know, and I know some people choose to do that for different reasons, but that's the majority aren't. Um, but no, I, I just thought it was really interesting that we are finding the money and finding ways to do this. We might suffer for a generation, who knows? But, uh, not even who knows i think there is going to be a backlash no, but nevertheless it still shows that it is possible it, society is a construct and all those kind of fun funky things yeah, but that you can down, really get your head messed up choice. Well, we're going to face some interesting choices as a definitely some technology choices definitely yeah. some technology choices uh github is free for all teams so github has been i think you had to have public repositories for them to be free before but now you can have private ones uh, they're just holding back some of the more enterprise features behind their paid subscriptions now but in general it is yeah free for you to go and use github in any way that you so choose and also which is quite important they're throwing in 2000 minutes per month of access to github actions so that's all like the continuous integration and automation and all that kind of good stuff um just, just. I remember when Microsoft bought it, everyone was like, "Oh, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving," <laughs> and they have been really good custodians of GitHub so far. GitHub's just continues to grow to yep. to a product that it's almost part of the internet now. Um, you know, so yeah, absolutely. Um, Apple has announced a phone during lockdown, and it's going to be the new three hundred ninety nine dollar iPhone SE. Uh, think about other SE models, and it's kind of follows the same kind of uh, you know 
blueprint if you like so it's the iphone 8 case um it's got though some of the innards from the more recent phones so some of the i think it's got it's an a11 chip in it um and all it was a13 it's it's Ah, it's sort of to date chip so it's all um yeah it's uh, basically all the stats and the figures of it are very good uh they're a very reasonable phone uh obviously it's not the premium end phone but nevertheless nearly all the good stuff that you want is there basically and, and 400 quid um yeah. so what they're, what they're saying is it's actually a, a, an amazingly well-priced iphone um, it is and it, and it doesn't have things like you know it's got face id rather than touch id so so it's not got all the the full use of the screen but Still a four point seven inch screen. That's the only thing that people are dinging the most. SE was always small. This isn't really small anymore. Mm. All the phones have kind of moved to a. And there's still a big know. market for that. Well, that that iPhone five model it was is still kind of a sweet spot for people. Yeah, uh, but but this is this is a bit of a bargain, really. You know, and most folk were saying that a real a real challenge on some of the cheaper Android devices is, as well. This is back to the the kind of model like when the iPad was almost first released. It had a really cheap. And it's a, it was a kind of lower grade model, but nevertheless, it was still a massively good value bit of kit. And this feels like that same same value in a phone form. Uh, interesting to see on the Apple site, they have got a can I convert from Android easily sort of thing. So they're, they're going for that market. So the people who would have an iPhone if it was in a better price point, they're now saying, hey, here's the thing at the better price point. Sonos has launched Sonos Radio. So this is a free streaming radio service ad supported. Sonos Radio. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it now, can't you? Um, so th- so far, they've only been sort of involved in the speaker side of things, but they are now branching out into that, uh, the music and music sort of streaming services. So almost at the opposite angle to the the kind of Apple who released then their, their speakers and and you know, other providers exactly the same thing. So release the speakers, then get into the music industry. They've been doing the speakers, and now they're bringing the music in. Ah, oh, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm, don't, I don't have Sonos. <laughs> right, so I do. So it's been interesting. This has got existing radio stations from TuneIn and iHeartRadio. It's also got its own. So it's got Sonos Sound System, which is an ad-free single station. So hosted by Sonos, which will play new and well-known music. <laughs> um... And they're also doing artist stations, which don't have any ads. Um, the first one, which will be, I, I'm interested actually, because it's Tom York from Radiohead. Um, so I'll just be interested to see what that is. And there's other ones. So they're, they're obviously tight. They're trying to make it. I think that's where, I don't know if you've, you're on Spotify and mm-hmm. Apple with their beat side of things. There's lots around, you know, individual artists doing hour-long shows. Yeah, I'm not really tuned into any of that. It's not. It's kind of hard to find on, on Apple and the content's great. You know, so I've been tuning to a few more of these just just by working from home. You know, I've got an hour, and rather than find a podcast or what music, I'll just go and find one of those and music by musicians or music choices by musicians. It's always yeah, an interesting angle, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Especially uh, if you have that connection with that artist, anyway. Interesting to see how it actually works in practice. PS5 controller, the DualSense. Yes. Moving on from the DualShock, which is actually it's kind of big news. So they've sort of released renders, uh, or in fact, they've released actual pictures of it i think um but yeah so dual shock's been around now for a long while and, and even though i hate it <laughs> i find it very uncomfortable it has been the mainstay of the playstation for a long time so dual shock is actually it's quite significantly different in look it, it is and it looked um i think it's hard to see something it looks futuristic now 
It looks kind it of looks... Uh, like all the robots that like, you know, uh, Boston Dynamics build. It's all that kind of, yeah, white, pristine outer with sort of grey underneath to sort of highlight the edges and stuff. Yeah. Mind me of Westworld. It was yeah, like definitely a, I mean, Westworld. It's, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a joypad from Westworld. Exactly that. Overall, the, the kind of structure of it's the same in that the two thumbsticks are low down and at the same level, you know, whereas Xbox has got those offset up and down. Um, so the, the layout and the, the sort of buttons are all similar. Um, but yeah, it looks more like a kind of Xbox format, really. It's still not, you know, um, that different. But we've always, I've always said, and I think you agree, that the Xbox controller is definitely the most comfortable console controller I've ever had. Uh, so it's yeah, not it a bad is, thing that PlayStation wants to move to it, basically, or move towards that yeah, direction at least. It is for me, and there's a few, there's a few different gaming podcasts I dip into, and I still remember one where there was two people who were like, there was three presenters, and they were like, "Well, it's widely accepted Xbox is the best one," and one guy was like, "I absolutely, fundamentally disagree, and I'm not having that debate right now." <laughs> and and it, wow. at the end of the day, it's still, still down to personal choice, yeah. but. I, I cannot I understand how anyone can pull those triggers as an accelerator and they, your finger slips off and it cramps up, but I just don't understand how yeah. people do it. I ended up getting little add-ons that you clipped on. To actually just it... keep your hand on that, yeah. Yeah. Which seems was, silly, doesn't it? And, and I think the other big thing in this is it's haptic feedback on things. So so the L2 and R2, um, you'll feel the tension of your actions like when you draw a boat to shoot an arrow. Um, so that'll be, as I said, it looked different. And I think the fact that it's, and obviously they're calling it dual sense. So they're obviously going with a, you know, we're going to feedback more mm. to while you're in control about what you're doing. What a, um, it's got a built-in what microphone about the, Is it removal well. of the share button or is it, is it they're just doing that on a different style? Uh, yeah, so the share button's gone. It's called create. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it's just going to let you do, you know, similar things, but more. I guess um, simple create. podcasting, yeah. Yeah, you'll be able to create epic gameplay content to share with the world mm. or just enjoy for themselves. So, yeah, I, I, there's no way they were going to drop the share button because no. that's it. Just makes it dead easy to go, you know, capture that video, capture screenshot, fire it on Twitter. Yeah. So I cut across you when you said that the controller had a microphone built in, which I thought was a really interesting angle, actually. So I, I guess one of the Sony problems they had initially was that no one really had headsets because it didn't come with a headset. Microsoft, you guaranteed everyone had a headset, even though. To, you know nowadays people don't really use it but um yeah so that's interesting that you can now have a quick chat with people knowing that everyone's in their handset is going to have uh, a microphone which is quite cool it was, a, it was the biggest thing i hated i remember like the xbox live beta and you got the you got the headset and it all plugged away and you're like this is great and you got the sony one it was and just i was scrabbling around finding you know like you know, a blue, little bluetooth ha- headset yeah yeah, and everybody was a different quality, mm. and it was all really, well, crap. Yeah, you know, compared to you, you go on Xbox and you would have, you know, parties and the chat would work, and you'd go on PlayStation and every game did it differently. Yeah, I was like, this is this is just you've not thought this through. It was almost like somebody somebody essentially architecting this solution has not thought this through. Mm. They've, they've here's some here's some APIs that game developers can go and call on, do your own thing. Microsoft, we're going to build all this and we'll take care of it all for you. Um, and you don't need to worry about it. And as you say, everybody's got a headset. Everybody out the box will get one. Yeah. But it's it, it was the first bit of this new generation of consoles coming that looked different because yep. Xbox, the tower looks different and it looks an absolutely 
beast of a thing, but we've seen no games. Seen no games, and the controller is exactly the same, essentially. Uh, so, yeah, what w- what are you getting different? But then again, if like I say, if you've got the controller and it's sorted, then don't fiddle with it. But you're right, no. the games is the thing, and especially as I've, I think we mentioned before, all the kind of key games that we're going to see on Xbox One, they're all going to be on Xbox. Um, oh, sorry, Xbox Next, or whatever it's what's it called. <laughs> the next um... one, Xbox X. Series X? I don't know, whatever. whatever. Like <laughs> Nevertheless, all the games are going to be there for the existing console and for the new one, and therefore there's a, it loses some of its some of that panache of getting a new a new device. Yeah, well I just I just remember Xbox came out and you got Halo. And Xbox three sixty came out, you had a new PGR and you had a new Halo and you were all like, Wow, and it was all the jump from yeah. to HD. That was a proper jump into HD. I, I I bought the original Xbox because I wanted Jeff Cramer 3 Grand Prix and I didn't want to have to buy a PC to go and get it. And then they cancelled it just before launch. I was quite gutted. Anyway. Uh, well, for, me it was, for me, it was Halo. Okay. And, well, Halo was my and, fallback plan. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was Halo and just the whole concept of they were doing a, a console differently. It was like a PC. You had yeah. a hard drive on it. It had networking built in. It was like you knew that the is... yeah you knew the Xbox Live was coming. And I, and I know and I know the challenge always was it's American and they don't have all the Japanese titles. That was always a fear. Yeah. Uh, and the sports titles at the start were really good. And then they messed it up. Yeah. What was the name of that? Um. The the driving Lynx. game that was built purely as a kind of demo of the what I can't remember now called. It was just a particular driving game where you could crash into everything and it, there were bits flying everywhere. Anyway, that was it was brilliant. Um, no surprise as well that Sony have announced that they're going to have limited PS5 uh, launch availability, basically. So coronavirus is biting there as well, as, as it will others. And, and also seemingly cost. So they can't keep the cost down. Mm. So they know the first... So many different rumours around cost months. for the last two months. It's yep. been muggers. But, but, but they, reckon, they reckon a lot of it is just the price is going to be so high and also making making the stock right you know right now is is, is the challenge i i i think microsoft are going to be the same yeah absolutely then then both of them are in the same economic climate aren't they so um the arch uncharted uh collection and journey are coming free to the ps4 play at home um initiative so basically they are releasing those games available for you to play i guess yeah, are playstation un- plus Yep, Uncharted. No, you don't. Not not for PlayStation uh, Plus. Okay, this is every PlayStation owner. Um, so this is part of. Um, basically, it's a coronavirus reaction. So that's what the play at home is all about. Um, okay. We know you're stuck at home. Have some free games. Stay at and home. Play these games. Yeah. Yeah. The Uncharted Collection is the first three Uncharted games. Nice. Which um, have, we're all which, critically acclaimed. Yeah. Uh, yep. And um, if you look at PlayStation. Plus, you can also get Uncharted 4 as part of that right now as well. So, so you can get the pretty, whole... That's that's quite a lot of content. It's it's huge. And Journey, Journey is probably some... If you're a gamer, you'll have played this at some point. I've never not, played Journey, but I know about it because it, you know, spans yep. all those things. You know, everyone yeah, was talking so about that for ages. One. Yep, but that's an experience. Uh, Google Stadia uh, in news that no one's interested in. <laughs> You can now everyone everyone can actually get a free account now and a free trial. So in fact, it might have a little peak in interest. Uh, they're obviously feeling that they they can cope with that spike of users. Um, so yeah, you can and you can also now play it on your um, your browser with five point one uh, support. So um, it's 
everything's starting to sort of release the features which which they were kind of touting to start with um so yeah anyone who would like to go and create an account you just need a google account and you can get on you can have two months of their pro uh level where you've got all the games that they've unlocked so far um so destiny 2 was a big one at release but they've done uh grid they've got a first party game called guilt um and various other things that you can check out um but after that two months it will go to 9.99 per month um and my cynical mind says and we'll see the same drop off that we saw before i I can't even see many people actually picking it up you just you go you you still go to the games library and it's just everything is still very expensive until that free group of games expands big enough to you know it's not it's just not gonna uh, why would you pay 60 quid for red dead when you can go down on your console and you can go and buy it for 40 and that's high for a second you know for a price of a game that long after launch agreed agreed i just all all the doomsayers feel i think they're right it just feels dead still i'm sure the technology will come in useful anyway that is the end of our third week of lockdown news so if you want to find out more about us who we are what we do we don't do anything <laughs> we're sitting indoors digitaloutbox.com info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to email us and twitter is digitaloutbox i am on twitter as cheesy uk <clears throat> ian where are you uh, com, twitter sweeper lovely and no doubt we'll be back with some more lockdown news this time next week or maybe the week after who knows See ya. Ta-da.